Hi, hello, it is Josh Bowe, one of the many editors over at MavsMoneyBall.com, coming to you with another edition of Mavs Moneyball After Dark. This time, another celebratory edition as the Mavericks win against Cleveland Cavaliers in Cleveland, 120-112. to 112. As you can tell, since I am starting out with the intro here for tonight's podcast, Kirk Henderson, our editor-in-chief, is taking the night off. He's got some... He's a, he's a DNP CD flu-like symptoms, so uh, he's going to have the night off. Uh, but joining me tonight, uh, very excited to have our, our very own Ben Zadell on the podcast. You've no doubt, if you've been reading Mavs Moneyball for the last 12 months, you've seen Ben's name on the site an awful bit. Uh, he's done tremendous work for us uh, this season, uh, not just game day coverage, but uh, everything in between. Uh, ben, how's it going? Thanks for joining. I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on, man. Yeah, it's always fun to get, uh, you know, I know me and Kirk kind of bogart these podcasts, so it's always nice when we can mix it up a little bit and get the rest of the staff on here. Um, you're picking a good one, I think, Ben, yeah. to, to record. I mean, this was an awesome game. I mean, it, there, were, there were points in the first half where it was pretty frustrating considering the Mavericks defense was just MIA. But, uh, man, everything everything in the second half was just aces and I don't know about you. I know Luca has scored more points in a game. I know he's had more rebounds in a game and more assists in a game. But this felt like one of his, I don't know, just felt like one of his best games. I mean, 35, 9, and 13 is the line he finished with. Uh, and I know he's had better games statistically, but there's just something about him tonight, the way that he seemingly did everything that the team needed him to do at every moment of the game. Uh, it was just fantastic to watch him play. What would you think? Yeah, it looked like one of those games where he said, hey, I'm not going to let us lose tonight. One of those Mm -hmm. superstar games that, you know, that's why you have a superstar on your team is to, you know, these games like tonight where they started out kind of flat, um, especially on defense. I think they were scoring pretty well. um, But on defense, they were just you you could tell it was going to be one of those games where they really just um, gave up too many points, especially in the first half. Um, but Luca just kind of bared down. It was, uh, I think someone in our, our group chat mentioned it. It was the different ways that he dominated. Like you said, he ended up with, I think, was it 35 points? Um, and then 13 assists. Um, he, I think he had eight assists in the first quarter alone. Yeah. So it was like, you know, in the first quarter, it's like, okay, you know, they need me to pass and make plays. And then later on, as the game kept going, it was, you know, they need me to score. And so just the, the, several different ways he dominated and then like i said kind of put them we always talk about that you know hey you know superstar x put this team on his back and put him to the win a lot of times they just kind of they played good but they really did have some help tonight um outside of dorian finney smith i think that really he really stepped up I'm sure we'll talk about him in a minute but um he really did kind of just put the mavs on his back and say hey you know this is the second night of a back-to-back uh we're not losing tonight so yeah that's how i felt too um like you said he kind of did whatever they needed from like you know he had eight assists in the first quarter and then in the third quarter where the mavericks were trailing at halftime he just came out and blitzed them i think he had like 19 in the third and the mavericks outscored the Cavs 39 to 22 and that was the game really i mean uh the Cavs actually outscored the mavs in the fourth quarter uh by three points so that third quarter was really what won them the game and he was just it was just amazing um he only had three turnovers and considering how much 
he was involved in seemingly every possession. I mean, he's always involved in like almost every possession, but I mean, he was really, he felt responsible for like almost all of their points in that third quarter. I mean, he scored 19 of the 39. I'm sure he had a couple of assists too. So, I mean, that was just, that was awesome to watch. He had two blocks and a steal, which was kind of funny, uh, you know, defensively uh, putting up some numbers. I know he's improved defensively, but it was still fun to watch, but yeah, I don't, <laughs> I'm running out of things to say. Like he, he did everything. I mean, he was at the rim. He was mid range. You know, he was three of six from three kind of curious that he only, like he only shot six threes, which feels like a low number for him. Uh, yeah. And he only had four free throws, which was, was also kind of odd. Like, I mean, he did so much damage uh, inside the three point line. I'm surprised he didn't have more uh, free throw attempts, but uh, I mean, he, the Cavs couldn't really do anything against him. I mean, it was, it was amazing to watch. Um, they tried doubling him, and like you said, he had those eight assists, and then they tried to mix it up a little bit uh, with some single coverage and switching, and, and he just dominated that as well. Uh, I mean, he was 5 of 12 in the paint, uh, not restricted area, which I know doesn't sound great, but it, it's pretty decent. Uh, he was shot around right around league average, and then he was 5 of 7 at the rim. So, I mean, he was, he was all paint tonight, uh, which was really fun to watch. Um, yeah, really anything just, else you got on Luca? Yeah, just total control of the game, man. You know, yeah. we 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 talk like I said. I, there's a lot of these cliches that we use to talk about these you know players in basketball, but really, I mean, they're cliches for a reason. You know, so yeah, tonight he put the team on his back and really controlled the game, the pace of the game, um, especially when you know the special, the first half the Cavs were really just getting out running, and he just kind of kept things under control and played at the pace that the Mavericks wanted to play at. So just huge game. Yeah. And like you said, um, he he did put the team on his back, but we have to talk about Torian Finney-Smith. Career-high 28 points, 6 of 12 from 3, 10 of 16 from the floor. Uh, I mean, there were moments in the in the third quarter where uh, Kevin Love was guarding uh, Dorian. I might write on this like tonight because it was, it was so obvious. And Love had no – you know, Kevin Love is getting up there in his age and he's never been known as a great defender and uh, – and, uh, he had no business, like no intention of like running out and running out and closing out on shooters. And I think the Cavs tried to put him on Dorian Finney-Smith just to hide him since Dorian usually just kind of sits in the corner. And Luca and the Mavericks smartly just ran at love with Dorian, whether it was Dorian setting a screen or kind of using Dorian's man for triple handoffs or kind of dribbling towards Dorian and getting love to kind of cheat off of him. I mean, they just – they just – isolated and attacked love so hard and dorian like was just making pick and pop catch and shoot threes like nothing um it was pretty i mean he was he was absolutely locked in in the third quarter he made three three pointers he was three of five from three he made two from above the above the break and then one in the corner um and you know dorian's actually you know he's been hot or cold with his three-point shot this year so that was really fun to watch but it was also fun to watch just the Mavs just exploiting a matchup like that so hard. I mean, it was like they were just going to keep doing it until Cleveland did something else. And I think uh, the something else they did was they took Kevin Love out of the game. Right? Uh, it was it was amazing. Uh, what you What do you think? Uh, he's. I've always. I've kind of been critical of Dorian Finney-Smith in the past um, because I think a lot of his shots. You know, he 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 has this good three point percentage uh number and so people look at it and say hey look you know it's a really good percentage 
you know, he's a good three point shooter. Um, but I've always pointed out a lot of those attempts were wide open, you know, he's left wide open. And so he should actually shoot higher. Um, he's starting to kind of creep into that, you know, good, good three point shooting percentage, no matter what, uh, where I think maybe teams are going to stop leaving him open. Um, so that, that'll definitely help the Mavs spacing. So I think, you know, if he keeps having games like tonight, that, that'll be huge uh, for the Mavericks because, and he doesn't have to shoot six for 12, you know, something like that, but just, um, just make teams, you know, we, we saw it a lot with Christoph's Porzingis when he was here. Um, he actually wasn't that great of a, you know, he wasn't this lock lockdown shooter that everybody thought he was, but teams thought he was. And so that kind of mattered more than the actual shooting percentage. And so if he can keep having nights like tonight and maybe into the playoffs, um, get defenses thinking about him out there on the perimeter rather, you know, like you said, they, the Cleveland started out just parking Kevin love on him because they're like, okay, we, you know, we can get away with love on defense because Finney's supposed just going to stand in the corner and wait for threes. And, you know, if he hits them, you know, fine, we're probably going to lose anyway, which is what happened. <laughs> um, so if, like I said, if they can get teams to start reacting to Dorian Finney Smith, um, I think that'll help a lot of that spacing make life easier on the guards like uh, Dinwiddie and Brunson and Luca going into the playoffs. So um, I guess, like I said, for me, it's more the illusion of, of him being a great shooter than the actual great shooter will help a lot more. Um, so just, yeah, games like tonight, if he could put up a lot of these going into the playoffs, maybe you've got teams thinking about him a lot more on the perimeter and that, just help makes the offense even more scary. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it feels like the Mavericks are unbeatable when Dorian scores. I mean, when Dorian scores in double figures, they they win most of the time. When he gets over fifteen, they feel unbeatable. And when he scores twenty, I think they're like they. It's like they're the greatest team in the NBA. <laughs> yeah, it's like, kind of, well, <laughs> this is a throwback way back in the day, like the 2016. But it was kind of like when um, there, I can't remember the exact number, of course, because it's a million years ago, but uh, when Josh uh, Howard would score like 20 plus points uh, for that Mavs team, they were like, you know, 23 and 0 or something like that. So, um, you know, not comparing uh, Dorian Finney-Smith to Josh Howard at all, but, you know, just having that third guy there that can score like that really puts your team at another level. Yeah, and it was needed without Spencer Dinwiddie, who was uh, having the night off, second night of a back-to-back. And I think this was third and four nights, too. So, obviously, with him coming off the ACL injury, um, they're they're being cautious about that. That kind of cropped up in this game. Uh, when Luka was on the bench, the team did not look good for in the first half and, and uh, for a lot of stretches in the first half. Fourth quarter was a little bit better. They survived those non-Luka minutes at the start of the fourth way better, but they also had a lead to play with, which I think definitely helped um the starters pulled their weight you know it wasn't just dorian you know bullock only had nine but he was three seven from three which you'll take uh especially with he had the, the difficult task of having to chase Darius garland who was awesome tonight uh and bullock did his best but garland had a great game uh powell took advantage of the fact that there was no mobley and there was no uh no jared allen i mean the the calves were playing Moses Brown, former former Mavericks great Moses Brown, if you want to call him that, uh, and Laurie Markkinen as their bigs and Kevin Love, like they did not play a defensive big, defensive minded big tonight at all. So like Powell took advantage like perfectly in the pick and roll. I mean he was just getting wide open lobs, wide open dunks, uh, layups, you know, getting fouled near the rim because I mean Cleveland just did not have a big that could keep up. 
And then Brunson had a nice little game uh, as well. Kind of quietly scored 18 points uh, on 14 shots. I just I don't remember seeing him do much throughout the game. But the fourth quarter, he had a couple of good buckets while Luca was on the bench to keep things where they're at. Uh, and then the bench did really nothing. Uh, Maxi Kleba uh, made his first two shots. They were two, both three-pointers. And I think everyone on Twitter and some people in our Slack was like, ah, that's it. He's fixed. And then... <laughs> He missed every single shot after that, and they were horrible misses, like not yeah. even close. So the maxi conundrum continues. But they like the weird thing is, is they just they keep winning games despite the fact that you know you would say when things are normal, he's one of their five most important players, um, and he's just fallen off the map offensively. And then you know with no Dinwiddie, there just really wasn't much that the bench could do. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the bench combined for. 12 15 points total 15 so 15 of their of their 120 so i mean it was really heavily on the starters tonight on a second night of back-to-back which is pretty tough a lot of guys played big minutes i mean bullock played 42 minutes which is nuts uh finney smith was at 37 brunson 39 luca 38 so it was a good thing that they kind of saved their legs a little bit blowing out the lakers last night because they needed everyone to finish the game what'd you kind of think of yeah everyone else yeah i think if they uh didn't blow out the lakers last night they'd probably lose this game um because they were just really they came out you could tell it was the second night of a back-to-back they were really all the the hustle stats you know they were really down in um like the the first half they the Cavs outscored them 8-0 on fast breaks um 12-5 on second chance points um uh, i can't remember the offensive rebounding stats but they were down off you know they are out rebounding the Mavs on the offensive end. Um, so they were really just kind of take, you know, had more energy than the Mavericks, which again, makes sense because the Mavs are on the second night of a back to back and had to travel to Cleveland. Um, but then, you know, the Mavs uh, kind of, uh, like I said, I, I think if they didn't have those light minutes last night and the easy game, um, they wouldn't have been able to come back like they did in the second half and just really get the energy. Like I said, the the fast break points were four to four in the second half, and then they outscored the Cavs eight to two on second chance. So it kind of flipped in the second half um, that they were able to find their energy. Um, and I think just a lot of that was from, you know, uh, not having those heavy minutes, like you mentioned, against the Lakers. Um, it, it, you don't love that they're playing a ton of minutes. Like you, like, you know, some of those guys you mentioned this late in the season, you wish that you could kind of wrap things up and maybe not get some of those guys, but their bench is really, it's one of those when they're missing a guy or two, the, the, the depth of this team is really exposed or like the lack of depth, I guess. And depth is one of those things that's kind of overrated, you know, in the, in the playoffs, it really is not that big a deal. But for games like tonight, you know, like I said, it would have been nice to have. I think Frank Nilakino was not available. I think he, nope. you know, having him in there would have um, helped spell some of those minutes. Um, just some playable guy, you know, you Tim Hardaway Jr. being out. You know, he's, yeah. You know, do you love him or hate him? Whatever. I'm sure there's lots of opinions, but he's a, you know, top eight rotation guy. Um, and so just having those minutes available, uh, is super helpful. And it feels like the Mavs have had a struggle with that for like two to three years now, where if they're missing one or two regular rotation players, it's just a, you know, falls off, um, afterwards. And so, um, that, you know, that's a story for another day that, you know, they really just need to address that where if a guy or two is out, then, you know, it's not 
just the catastrophic drop off like it is like we saw tonight but again they you know like you said they keep winning so yeah. um you know like look you know what are you what are you gonna do the team is i don't know it's just it's not clicking but they just keep winning it's really weird <laughs> yeah the, uh, i was looking at like cleaning the glass or earlier today and i see i've been doing it like the last couple of days because i keep waiting to see if things change and like the mavericks have just been last two weeks last three weeks they've just been a middle of the pack team by you know offensive rating and, and defensive rating uh like they're something like ninth in offense and like 20th in defense and like you know 16th or 15th in net rating and yeah you know they're winning despite that i mean they just the when they lose they seemingly just have these really bad losses like the last couple of losses the charlotte loss was just a huge blowout the memphis the minnesota loss was a huge blowout uh, and then when they win, they kind of have games like tonight where they look dominant for stretches, but the final score is maybe not as indicative of how dominant they were at times. You know, it's still, you know, this was still an eight-point win. You know, the the Utah game ended up being a little closer than I think people wanted it to, the Utah win. Um, you know, they beat Minnesota by two in that win a couple weeks ago. So that's probably skewing the numbers a little bit. Uh, and also, you know, these guys are probably like, I mean, We've been talking about it in Slack. These guys are probably tired. I mean, the rotation is just shot with the way the bench is. And, you know, making that trade, that Kristaps trade, you know, Bertans has not been as reliable as they wanted to give him minutes. So it's really just felt like a seven-man rotation a lot of nights. So when one guy is out like Dinwiddie, it really compounds itself. So. And the defensive scheme they're playing is really tough. I mean, it's a Mm -hmm. lot of rotating and, you know, closing out and, um, especially for the bigs, you know, for Cleaver and uh, Powell. Um, Powell seems to be holding up um, pretty well. Uh, Maxi, you know, I think that's a lot of his offensive struggle. I think he's worn out. He, he's asked to do a, probably a lot more on defense um, than than you would say he's capable of. I, I, I don't know if that makes sense. I, I, it's not that he's capable of because he plays it well. It's just a lot to ask of a guy, um, especially a 30-year-old guy, to – do all the switching that he does and, you know, and contain some of these uh, wings that he ends up matched up on, but then also go down and kind of bang in the paint and, uh, you know, get rebounds and, and, and play defense on big. So he, he's doing a lot and I just hope they can figure out a way to get him some rest. Um, it's almost, you know, they're um, possibly tonight could be, you know, by the morning, they could be the three seed. And so I know there's a lot of, um, you know, the the natural thing to do is to, you know, want to win as many games as possible and, you know, get as high a seat as possible. But almost part of me wishes that they had, like, locked in a four seat or something and they couldn't go up so they could rest uh, some of these guys, you know. <laughs> yeah. But um, but then again, that, you know, getting the three seat is to get on that other side of the bracket from the Suns is also tempting. So I don't foresee them, you know, trying to – rest anybody so yeah you make a good point that the it's such a shame that the this winning stretch they've been on since february seemingly every other team around them in the standings is either is is winning just as much like they're only you know it it took until you know minnesota just lost it took until what there's five games left in the season for them to clinch not being in the plan which considering how many time how many games they've won since february is ludicrous um they was they were seemingly stuck in that five seed purgatory for like three weeks despite the fact that they would like keep winning like seven out of ten eight out of ten six out of ten game stretches uh every ten game stretch 
Uh, finally, you know, Utah, Golden State, and Denver, they and Minnesota, they seem to be slowing down a little bit, which is allowing the Mavericks some breathing room. But everything is still like two game, three game lead for them. Uh, you know, in terms of who they're ahead of, you know, they don't want to fall back as much as they're as much as they're chasing the three seed. They don't want to fall back to five. Uh, despite you know they got like a two game lead there, but it's still. Like you said, it's enough to where they can't, you know, these last couple, this this last month of the season, these April games, you would hope that they, with how good they were, that they'd be able to take advantage of that. But the West is so crazy that they're just going to have to play all, keep playing all these guys. Uh, thankfully, uh, this was one of the last difficult games they're going to play. After this, you could only, they're playing at Milwaukee on Sunday, April 3rd, and that is the only game out of the remaining five of like legitimately good teams. Uh, they play San Antonio to finish the season, but San Antonio's, you know, they're the, they're clinging to the 10th spot. The yeah. West Washington, Detroit, Portland are all tanking. So they might finally have some opportunities if they can take care of business to, you know, maybe not sit guys out for an entire game, but maybe sit guys out for like a fourth quarter or like a, or, or something like that, like what they did in the Lakers game. So We'll see, but man, it's crazy. April's here. This was the last game of March. There's five games left. It's uh, it's exciting. I'm ready for the playoffs, man. Like this uh, has been <laughs> kind of a long slog of a season, and um, I don't know, man. It's just I'm excited. It feel I guess the previous two years kind of felt like inertia, especially when they got locked into playing the Clippers the second year in a row. Right. And it looks like, knock on wood, they're not going to play the Clippers this year. So it feels just. <laughs> Like a little bit refreshing, a little bit different. So, you know, I, I'm excited. Um, I'm a little, you know, we're talking about the being, not being able to rest down the stretch here. This is where I kind of get irritated with the first month and a half probably of the season uh, where I felt like, you know, they were trying to be a little too cute with the offense. And if they had just, you know, kind of rolled out what they've been doing for the last few months, um, we'd be talking about the Mavs maybe, you know, going head to head with the Grizzlies for the two seed or something like that. Um, but, you know, that's, you know, can't do anything about that now. So right, exactly. And it, this season does feel like way more of a grind than normal. And I've theorized that, like, you know, the bubble, the bubble season had basically like an, an extra off season, like right in the middle of it, with the league shut down. Uh, and then the next season after that was a can not only a shorter schedule, you know, by ten games, but also like super condensed. Uh, so it felt like it was a lot of games, but in the time frame, it, it was significantly shorter. This is like the first normal, quote unquote, normal NBA season we've had in like three years. Yeah. Uh, so maybe that's why it feels longer than normal, because we haven't had a normal NBA season in so long. So either way, um, man, they just like, they just keep winning. Uh, <laughs> it's really it's really fun to watch. I'd rather them just keep winning than and just keep losing. So. We'll see um, down the stretch. We'll see what we can get out before the playoffs start. Keep you, you know, keep your eyes on mazmoneybell.com. We'll try to get some stuff up on the site. I know everyone, was, everyone on staff is is a little worn out considering uh, the length of this season and and the ups and downs. But we'll try to get some good content out there for y'all. And of course, we'll be potting after every game. And Kirk is a maniac and he has a flu, but he's still re- currently recording a green room. So you'll see that <laughs> on your feed uh, if you've if you've woken up on a Thursday morning uh, to listen to, your, to to us tonight. So. Uh, or us today so there's a lot going on and despite the fact that there's five games left in the regular season there's still a lot up in the air we don't know who the Mavericks going to play we don't know who their seating is going to be so it'll be fun we'll we're going to learn a lot in about the next uh, week and a half so ben thanks for joining me 
pitch hitting for Kirk tonight. I really appreciate it. And we need to have you on again sometime soon. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Well, let's get out of here. Let's enjoy our early game ending. Uh, love the 6 p.m. local times because uh, I get to go to bed before midnight if I want to. <laughs> Mavericks beat the Cleveland Cavaliers in Cleveland 120 to 112. This is Maz Moneyball After Dark for Ben and Josh Bo. Good night. Yeah.